0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: The Talk Sport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to
2: another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein and we start with the evening's Premier League action as West Name narrowly beat Big Sam's West Brom and Leicester took on Chelsea at the King Power now as I record this regular listeners to the podcast will know that I record this while that game is going on it's currently Leicester 2 Chelsea 0. Let's hope it stays like that or gets even worse for Chelsea come through to James Madison inside the area he's onside and
3: he strokes it past a stranded Mendy and Leicester City go 2-0 up against Chelsea just before half time
4: they were abysmal I just thought they were absolutely abysmal loss for ideas no real urgency no massive desire to the players to win the ball back or be there first there was just nothing the biggest worry is I don't think the players are having Frank Lampard and Jody Morris as a, as a coaching team and they're not having Frank Lampard as a manager because there's no intensity uh, there's no desire
5: One of the benefits of playing for 20 years playing for top teams playing for your country is that you're used to it the things that went on behind the scenes you wouldn't believe. Negatives and feelings and individual ones. And I know that that's football. And I know that when you're not a ready made team, that we're not. We're not a team full of Terrys and Coles and, and Drobbers and Checks We're not a team of Costas and Hazards and Babragasses and whoever. We're not that team. We're a younger team. Not everybody will want to recognise that. And that's fine. He's at the
0: wrong club then. Abramovich that's one thing he doesn't want here. Yeah. He doesn't not want to hear he's, he's opened up his chequebook, spent all the money on these players, and that you need time to bet it in. Because last season, they finished in the top four quite comfortably without signing any. Anybody.
4: It's almost as if he he knows what's coming. Because he knows what Chelsea's like. He knows how ruthless Roma Varamic can be. And he'll know that if things don't improve very, very quickly, there's not going to be sort of mates rates as such as there for, for Frank Lampard. He'll be out. Whether people
5: got complacent, I certainly didn't. My message certainly was not that. Because I know how long of an endurance test the Premier League is. I never felt we were in for title challenge talk because i didn't think the squad was experienced enough
3: leicester city are back on top of the premier league leicester two chelsea nil brendan what's it feel like to be top of the premier league
6: it feels good the 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 players have been consistent and playing really well so um, another good win for us tonight against a, a really talented team
4: leicester city have an elite manager who knows the premier league he makes his players better he knows his best starting 11 he knows his best formation and if you look at Leicester's recruitment it is absolutely fantastic to be fair to Brendan Rodgers he improves players as well
6: we want to be up there and we're comfortable being there but we know there's other teams that maybe maybe are more talented than ourselves but we'll continue to work and develop and just arrive into every game with confidence and and and, and work to get the result
5: And it's no surprise that Michael Antonio is their match winner once again. They close in on the top six but for West Brom they are still well adrift. It is finished. West Ham United 2 West Bromwich Albion 1.
4: This time last year when I took the job we were in the bottom three we're trying to get out of the bottom so uh, where we've come quickly is really good. I do believe we can we can keep going. I do believe we can play better than we did tonight and I don't see any reason why we shouldn't keep picking up points when we can.
5: A lot of speculation on social media oh. and I will stress it's speculation that maybe it could have been part of the deal that took Snodgrass to yeah. West Brom from West Ham that he doesn't play tonight.
1: Could that be Could that be the case? Premier League are looking into whether an agreement between the two sides for Robert Snodgrass not to play has broken any competition rules. Robert Snodgrass wasn't
5: available today. I mean, how disappointed were you he, he couldn't play?
1: Well, apparently we've got something to
5: do with the Premier League, so they're not happy with. So I, I really can't answer that question until the Premier League tell me what what the problem is. Just imagine, OK, they lose narrowly tonight, West Bromwich Albion. Just imagine that happens, and come the end of the season, they're just a point, a couple of points yeah. away from survival. But we're disappointed not to have him on the field? Well, he always disappointed him on the field, but it's about Robert Snotgrass being here from now till the end of the season, so well, that's
6: what it's all about.
2: Now, it's not very often we get to say this, but you're about to hear Adrian Durham full of praise for Arsenal. No, that can't be right. Well, apparently he believes it's time for them to start raising their expectations because this side is talented enough to climb up the table. Oh, bless Adrian. Not feeling well yesterday, was he?
5: this Arsenal team, if you look at some of those players in there, they're right at the start of the development of becoming a top team. I don't expect that to fall away unless somebody leaves. I know Saka's signed a contract and there's no sign of Smith Rowe going Dude. anywhere. So at what point do we say, yeah, they can win the title? Is it a three-year thing, a five-year thing, a <laughs> ten-year thing? What At what point? Because they ain't going to hang around if they're not well, going to have a chance of winning the uh, title. Uh, Smith Rowe in the area. Smith Rowe with a shot! And Smith Rowe... May just have won this FA Cup tie for Arsenal. It's a crazy season. And is that really the end goal for you? Is that it? If if Arsenal are saying, well, yeah, the the big one for us will be getting back in the top four, I don't think so. I think the big one is getting back to being title winners, challenging for the Champions League where they were in the mid-2000s and early 2000s. That's what the aim should be. There's a number of clubs, Goffy, who are challenging for a top four place. And if Arsenal keep on with this form, keeping clean sheets with the youngsters playing really well, they will definitely be in that mix for a top four place. So that's not really a a smart question to, to ask because it could happen this season.
2: Is it time for Liverpool to move on from Mohamed Salah? Well, let's ask the Drive Time boys, as well as old Darren Bent.
0: At the minute, his body language tells me that he's not happy being there, regardless of what he comes out and says. Since he came out of the Real Madrid stuff, he's, he doesn't look like he's not got the same kind of... We, we fire. To, fire? yeah, that, that fire, that, that yeah. determination that he, he, sh, he once showed. And Even if you look at some of his stats, like he still gets an awful lot of goals, but he's, on, he's been on the decline for the last few seasons. He scored a lot of goals that season where he broke pretty much every single record. Then I think he hit 20 after that, then 19. I
1: think the big issue for me is actually Salah's body language more than anything else. It's almost like he's sulking on the pitch. Don't get me wrong, he scores a lot of goals, absolutely. The frustrating thing is he could actually score more. And he's found Salah.
3: Left foot is shot towards the far corner. It's narrowly wide.
2: And what I want to say is there seems to be like a witch hunt to push him out because obviously he's a sellable asset.
3: But when you're the champion and you've just won the Champions League recently as well, you you should have enough in your kitty
0: to keep him and build more. But His all-round performance has been poor for a little while now. He gives the ball away. He's trying a little bit too much. Sometimes even simple five-yard passes, he, he gets that wrong. And as I said, when he came out of Real Madrid, it was like, OK, is he saying that he wants to go?
2: Now, you may remember in the last episode, there was a slightly irate Newcastle fan.
1: This is a manager who's been in charge for 18 months, has come out and said he's going to do it his way now. He's absolutely clueless.
2: Yeah, that was him there. Well, there was some defence for Steve Bruce on TalkSport in the form of Darren Bent, who played under Brucey at Sunderlandy. As well as Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, would you believe? Who, of course, didn't play under Brucey at Sunderlandy.
6: A manager can do so much. In the end of the day, the players will tell you they don't listen to the manager. Go on the pitch, they don't do this, they don't do that. Problem is, you, you shuffle your pack, you shuffle your pack, you shuffle your pack. Eventually, you hope to pull out a few aces, but ultimately, he's got he's got a pack of jokers, and I don't even mean that in the, in, a, in a flippant term. I don't think Ashley will take him out. But I think these players are going to get him the sack.
3: Right-footed, side-footed, beyond the goalkeeper.
6: Newcastle once again giving the ball away cheaply inside their own half. People are saying, you're defending your mate. Listen, I had a massive fight with Steve Bruce. He betrayed me. He left me and left to go to Birmingham. I didn't speak to him for four years. He is a very... Decent football
0: manager, but you cannot polish a turd. It was quite obvious that the Newcastle fans didn't really want him there in the first place. And when you look at the two managers, I mean, they always go back to Rafa Benitez and and you talk about Steve Bruce. I think it's a little bit unfair because I felt Newcastle fans, when they got Rafa Benitez, kind of felt like, I can't believe we've got someone like Rafa Benitez with the CV that he's got, See, winning the Champions League, winning the Europa, being at Real Madrid. So it was kind of like... Uh, forget about the football we've got Rafa Benitez and and then when they got Steve Bruce Rafa left and they got Steve Bruce even though for me the football's exactly the same there's no difference because Steve Bruce maybe came from Sheffield Wednesday and hasn't quite got the same CV as Rafa Benitez it's all, it's all doom and gloom so unfortunately for Steve Bruce it just looks like he can't win and I don't think he ever really convinced the Newcastle fans anyway <laughs>
2: Now, the Celtic manager Neil Lennon says the Scottish government's decision to tell 13 of their players to self-isolate after their recent trip to Dubai was motivated by politics and not public health. His recent comments drew criticism from former Rangers manager Ali McCoyce, But first we can hear from the former Crystal Palace owner Simon Jordan defending Neil Lennon.
6: Neil Lennon has had the Scottish media build up the narrative, do polls in their paper about how he should be sacked. So that's built an underlying festering resentment. Neil Lennon's vantage point is this is my group of players. It's my job to build these players behind me. It's my job to defend them. It's my job to lead. And this is how I believe I should lead. Now, we want leaders. We want people to have the courage of their convictions. The lads had one day off. They got into Dubai at seven in the morning and they are entitled to a bit of downtime. He's come out on the front foot and sometimes the best form of defence is attack. And Celtic fans talking about bringing the club into disrepute, they want to have a good look at themselves when they were standing outside Celtic Park throwing fireworks at the police. It's just been a PR disaster.
5: I mean, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember an own goal like it in Scottish football for a long time. I can't agree with Neil. It sounds as though he's chief executive. Peter Lowell can't agree with Neil. Peter Lowell came out and apologised, and then Neil's come out and said something completely different. He apologised to the fans for not having 13 players available. We knew that this had just the potential to become a disaster, and it is. It's
6: not as if they were doing a conga in a dressing room, dancing to Baccarat, or travelling up and down a train journey from London to Glasgow with COVID. So I think we've been harshly treated.
5: You think a Celtic this year going for 10 in a row, going to Dubai, COVID, shooting themselves in the foot, it's just been an unmitigated disaster.
2: Now, India pulled off an incredible run chase against Australia to win the fourth test by three wickets and take one of the greatest series of all time at the Gabba. No, me neither. We'll get the reaction from the England legend that is Darren Goff, a legend in his own mind, Sam Ellard. But first, it's the Aussie captain, Tim Payne. No, 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 no. Do not play the laughter track.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, you played it. Don't forget, there's a small matter of an Ashes series later in the year. Anyway, this is Payne.
0: I've said many a times in the last two or three years, mate, that I, I don't look past the next series. I'm 36 years old. Like I said, I, I'm loving doing my job. It's a difficult job, and at times like this, it's it can be bloody hard work when you're copying it left, right and centre, but um, that's what I signed up for. His captaincy is very, very poor. As a keeper, he's underperforming. They've just lost at home to essentially the India B team. Tim
3: Payne coming in at number seven as captain, he doesn't get any runs aid. You can't keep carrying a captain. It's not the 80s anymore and early 90s where you can carry a captain He's dropped catchers, he's made mistakes, he's made mistakes as a captain, and he's got to start getting runs. If he gets runs, he stays in the team. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And England, watching that, have got to have big belief that can go to Australia and win. They've seen the way India have done it. And actually, it showed if you get runs on the board against Australia, you could put pressure on them because their batting is not the best. Paul Hawkesby here and you're listening to
2: TalkSport Daily. And don't forget, TalkSport 2 has exclusive coverage of England's tour of India starting on February the 5th. Now, Ole Gunnar Sol Shah has been speaking to the media ahead of Manchester United's game with Fulham tonight. A game you can hear live on TalkSport. It kicks off at 8.15. And of course, me and the fun boy take calls on the back of it. We'll also get the take of the Fulham boss, Scotty Parker. But first up, it's the baby-faced assassin and why he's thankful the club stuck by him during some difficult times as manager. I think everyone in football when or everyone in life really when who wants to be successful know that continuity and consistency has to be there to be successful in the end if the plan is good and the people you bring in fill the criteria hopefully i've uh, proven that i can uh, i can help the club uh, going forward personally of course i've felt very strong backing and strong leadership from the club which has made the journey that we've been on with the ups and downs clear, because we we we've always said sat down and had a long term uh, view on it.
4: There was a narrative
2: around us at the start of the season, and that narrative was probably um, probably helped by the previous time we was in this division. We lost one game or two games. By more than two goals. Yang, the lovely chest control just inside the penalty area, and a fabulous goal by Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. That narrative was instantly in people's heads. That, oh, look, it's the same Fulham, and that's what's going to happen this time around. And so, certainly, I think people were blurred a little bit by the last time we was here. I can understand why, um, and it was certainly an area which we needed to address and give ourselves a, a, a chance of, of being well, uh, doing well. Um, so, yeah, look. I, I think it, it was clear and I think everyone was along the same, same lines um, that, yeah, we was, um, it was
0: going to be tough for us.
2: Over now to the Aston Villa boss, Dean Smith. Smudger, who's been speaking to TalkSport ahead of tonight's game with Manchester City. It'll be Villa's first game back following a Covid outbreak at their training ground. And Smudger has been telling Tom Ross that his players are keen to hit the ground running.
4: We'll have a three-day build-up for the Man City game. The first day was almost like the kids' first day back in the playground and uh, full of enthusiasm and energy. So uh, it was good to see them back. It was nice to get on the on the grass again, you know, and uh, they looked really bright. So I'm hopeful for a really bright return. Just touching back on the COVID, have you had m- a meeting and discussions with your players about goal celebrations? Yeah, we've spoken about it. Um, you can't not speak about it at the moment. It's, it's there for everybody to, to see. Everybody's talking about it. And, you know, uh, obviously when they have their conscious minds on them, the, the players will, you know, refrain from, you know, the hugging and the, the celebrating Subconscious at times, it's very difficult in that that heat of the moment to not go and celebrate. What you've got to remember is we're playing a 90-minute game of football where we're having to stand next to each other in walls and having to mark people man-to-man. It's a contact game. So, you know, the contacts from immediately scoring we will try to minimise as best as we can.
2: And we finish with the Best Bits of My Show. Andy Goldstein, sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm.
3: Brendan what's it feel like To be top of the Premier League Did you hear how
2: excited Sam was with Top his, of the league With his opening <laughs> question Let's have a listen again Brendan what's it feel like To be top of the Premier League Wow Brendan <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Sam's Standing like there A Springer Spaniel You know Isn't when they're they Bouncing around, <laughs> around everywhere did they time like? i excited! I've never heard A question that excited before <laughs> Brendan what's it feel like To be top of the Premier League Quickly tell me I need to know uh, <laughs> Dean Ashton is listening To the show Good evening Dean He amazingly Has texted me the answer To Peter Andre's song It was called Insania he made up the word insania. Do You know what? Easily forgotten.
3: If I knew that answer,
2: if yeah. I was Dean, I wouldn't have pret- pretended. I wouldn't have pretended. It's the was, only thing I Dean actions ever text me the answers. I <laughs> put loads of football <laughs> questions <laughs> out there. Nothing. And-, and Peter Andre, oh, this is my moment. And- insania. I bet Dean's quite pleased with himself as well. Like, Oh, I know this. Give me the phone quickly. Would you? Quickly, I know the Peter went... insania. Send. There you go, Dean. Oh, he's just texted me. Hold on. He- I only know that because I'm a massive Andre fan, but don't read this one. Oh,
4: and it's not been good at all.
2: Well, that's nearly it for a podcasty thing. A reminder of some live football you can exclusive talk sport 2 in the Championship tonight at 6 p.m. A Farker Norwich side take on a Bristol City team in the Championship. Whilst over on TalkSport, exclusively to us, at 15 you can hear live comms of Fulham against Manchester United. I'll be back tonight from 10pm, taking calls on all of the above and more, alongside the fun boy, Jason Cundy, who, of course, I'll be taking the mickey out, or following his side's horrific display against Leicester last night. Uh, that's it, thanks so much for listening. There will be another one these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. In the meantime, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
1: only from rustolium